why corrections? Um, so I know that what this technically would be like the first like big job I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, because before I've done like jobs where it's like I guess like retail or I, I used to work in my first ever job was a server at a care facility. So I guess you can kind of see like. I don't know, like restaurant experience, mm-hmm. but you can also see kind of like care home facility or like a caregiver because I was a caregiver at one point for um, when I was living in SoCal just because um, it was expensive living down there. So I kind of needed right. to do that, but off topic. But I think it's because I know that I've always wanted to like help people. And I know that's kind of cliche that people say, but seeing like I wanted, like what I went to school for was for psychology because I wanted to help people in terms of like mm-hmm. uh, like a mental uh, capacity. But then I kind of thought like, well, if I wanted to help people, like why not explore different options? You know, like I've always, like like I guess in a restaurant, you're helping people, you're serving them, you're serving them their food. Right. When you're being a caregiver, you're obviously helping them with their, their life and like vitals and everything. So mm-hmm. why not help in terms of like uh, the community? I know that I've only lived here so long so I wanted to learn more about the community and what more than to like work for the county, you right. know? And then also like, I guess it's a, it's, it's a completely different aspect that I would not have considered. Maybe if you asked me like two or three years ago, I would mm-hmm. not have thought that law enforcement or working for the county would be like an option or something that I would want to do. But you know, things have changed. And obviously in the last like two or three years, I've grown a lot as a person and kind of wanted to explore different things. So going into corrections was more of like a, like, let's try it out. We'll see how it goes. I know that it's also a way of helping people. I know that um, when I did my interviews, I was told by our captain that that being a correctional officer is something that I guess is not really, not looked highly upon, but like it's more of like an underrated thing because you don't really get the appreciation for what you do. Right. Because yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, like, you're just basically taking care of the inmates at jail, but there right. are people in there that kind of want to like make a, an impact. And um, I know that like if, for me, if I want to, uh, my biggest thing is I want to like, hopefully one of those inmates, I don't know if, because there's people that come in and out and like, you can't really change them, right. but try to get to one person and try to like influence them to become like a better person. And like, I know that they're maybe in there for something bad. Um, and like, because they were like by the wrong, they were with the wrong group of people or like they surround themselves with like, uh, they were surrounded by like a, a negative area, uh, mm-hmm. environment. So that's how they grew up to become. So if they had like that one person that tells them like, Hey, like, you know, there's, there's a different, there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's another option that you can take, uh, you know, was it the road less traveled per se, right. um, that they can take that road and then like become like better themselves. And then maybe like in the future, like. I don't know, I'll see them out there doing something else and doing that same thing, like trying to help someone else. And then it just, you know, keeps going on and on. But for me, I just right. want to see like the good in the world because with all the negativity that's going around, you know. So one thing that's helped me is obviously a, a big thing in law enforcement is, you know, the prejudice actions or the judging people, right? Mm-hmm. Which is weird because this is a job where we often have to judge people. Exactly. And make that calculated decision. So it's kind of weird how we're told not to, but we have to at the same time. Yes. I think it's more for media things. You know, it's like, oh, don't do this. But let's be real. In certain areas, wherever you might live, you're going to have to make certain judgments in order to make the logical call based off whatever information you already know. Mm-hmm. And that's our that's our life, right? But I do my best to not judge people. And you, you slightly touched on this right now mm-hmm. because the road they picked, yeah, they chose to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But I think of myself, if I were given those exact same circumstances, that, was in only, that, that might be the only option. Yep, that might have been the only option. Another thing is I like the – so you studied psychology, mm-hmm. and I also want to touch on that here in a bit yeah. too. One of the things I've noticed there is people just want to be important. 
mm-hmm. right? Whether you're a gang member, whether you're taking drugs, whatever you're there for, they're there because deep inside they were doing something they thought was right. Yeah. And they felt was important. Gang culture is one of those big things that I, is where I really noticed this. And the gang culture in our jail is obvious, mm-hmm. specifically because we have it spread out and you can see the different cultures. It's almost like going from country to country, right? It's mm-hmm. it's obvious. Yeah. And one, th- one of the things that I noticed is the feeling of importance. People that don't really want to be there, but they're there because they're told that they can fulfill a job that will make them important and give them status. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes gangs is a lot of that, is the answer for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you've noticed that based off what you do know about psycholo- psychology, do you notice it? the behaviors these guys tend to have are on purpose or just because they are kind of following some type of status i think i want to say that there's a lot of like i guess like followers in the the jail in terms of like the gang culture because Mm -hmm. like you can tell that some of them are if they weren't like surrounded like a group of people that are like that are like them in a way Mm -hmm. that they would not know how to operate or like they would be a little more i guess timid yeah so like they feel like they they're fulfilling a purpose by by being part of like that gang or like thinking like oh because i'm part of this gang like they they have like the security in in that gang so i don't know if it, it has to do like uh i guess like a mental thing you know like fulfilling like uh the need to to be important to to do something and like if they if they weren't like gang affiliated or like maybe like those gangs give them something that like they wouldn't have otherwise had like um like say like they come from like rough background Mm -hmm. and like you know like they didn't have much growing up and then like they get introduced to this gang this gang's like oh yeah we'll surprise you with this well like i don't know like say like you didn't have money before we can get you money but this is how you're gonna have to do it and then it's like well i know that this isn't the way i should be getting the money but i mean like i've never had money like they say like they do drugs um they like are in the game that like they they like facilitate drugs and like they have like all this money and they're like i've never touched this amount of money before and like like maybe it's like you know they their mentality changes and they're like oh like i like if this is what i have to do in order to get, make the money then i'll continue doing it not knowing the ramifications of what they're doing because you know like yeah it might be wrong but in their head they're not thinking about whether it's right or wrong they're thinking of right. oh like i get a payout from this so i love that and there's a guy in our jail currently a won't say his name for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but there's a guy currently in our jail and he, he's a rapper, right? Yeah. It, like everyone else there. Okay. He, uh, <laughs> but he actually like goes out and takes the action to record music and posts it. And like, he's consistent mm-hmm. when he's not in jail. Yeah. One of the things that I told him that I don't really know if you really got to him or not, but I did see him act a little differently after I said this to him. I looked at him. I was like, look, dude, I listened to your music. It's actually not bad. Like, it's pretty good music. It sounds well-made, mm-hmm. well-produced, like you actually tried. And he was like, well, thank you. And I was like, well, he, do you mind if I give you some advice? And he was like, yeah, of course. I looked at him in the eye. I said, look, dude, you can either make a lot of money pretending to be a gangster and rap about being a gangster, or you can actually be a gangster. And I tell you, one of those ends with a lot of money, a lot of fortune, getting your family out the hood. The other one ends with someone dying. It's oftentimes you. Mm-hmm. And that's all I said, and I walked away. Okay. But it's yeah. just one of those things that I... I think sometimes they just need to hear that. It's like, hey, look, like this is an option, but there's also this option. And it, as simple as it might sound, a lot of times they don't even think of that option because they're over here thinking of what they already know, right? Mm-hmm. What they've already been supplied with. And as that's yeah. the only option they'll ever know. So I find it interesting that you've also noticed kind of some of the same things I've noticed. But yeah. moving on, I kind of want to talk about you slightly touched on a lot of different things that you've done before, especially mm-hmm. caregiving. A lot of just typical day-to-day things that most people see yeah going from that typical civilian life Mm -hmm. to law enforcement how was that transition uh i'll be honest like it was not 
I don't think like it was a, a smooth transition. Obviously, like it's completely like I was working at a hardware store, and all of a sudden, you know, put in my two weeks, and then now I'm showing up and I'm in uniform. I have a badge, um, duty belt with all these different like it. Oh, oh yeah, I wasn't given a taser yet, or uh, carrying a baton and all this stuff. And it's like, it's like I know my first day, like it was like so surreal, like just walking in there and then having like an uh, a, a JTO, a jail training officer, like right. by my side at all times, telling me how to run things. And it was just like, it was such a surreal experience that I'm like, is this really like something like, like I guess this is what I'm going to be doing for a while now. And it's like, <laughs> I was trying to absorb everything, you know? And then like, yeah. well, especially on my first day, because like, I guess I needed DTAC training. So I couldn't really go beyond the booking area. And I couldn't yeah. go like, like go look at the inmates or anything. I'm, I'm not supposed to have inmate contact and like, I mean, now I know the like. They give you like a little more like, mm-hmm. whoa, like this is serious. Like this yeah, is more than I thought. And it like was, right? just seeing like, because um, obviously I know that you have talked about it with me about like what goes on, like what's to be expected. But like you didn't give me like everything I would expect because well, like how could you? you like, there's too much, yeah. you know. Like you leave something like a lot of things out. But just seeing like I'm like, oh, like everything makes sense now. And I know that now live working there, not living, working there. Like I, I have a different outlook on everything. There. Yeah, basically we live there. Yeah. Like with the shift that we work. Um, it's giving me a different outlook on like how, how certain things are. Like now, like when I whenever I go anywhere, like I was in Sacramento, um, a little bit ago, and like they had uh the police just like um kind of like, uh patrolling the area, just making sure everything was like uh cool, code four, and everything. And like the way that like I kind of like look at law enforcement now, like I there's a lot, lot more respect more now. I understand now that I'm like I'm like yeah. I'm not in patrol, but I still understand like different things like why they do certain things like what they're looking out for mm-hmm. um when it comes to like wanting to arrest people or, like making sure they're, they're safe and i'm like oh like that that could be like a a, a public intoxication charge or oh like they're on <laughs> yeah. some sort of different drug i think they should get them on on um was it under the influence of a of a controlled substance i'm like i'm like wow why am i thinking about this and then i just realized because this is what i'm surrounded by now so yeah. I know that it's almost like having a different language, right? It so is, yeah. Like you learn, you learn one way of life your whole life, and mm-hmm. then you're like, "Whoa!" Like I didn't even know this yeah. was like existed. And then you start mm-hmm. talking differently, you start exactly. acting differently, and you people are 10 like, "Code a lot." <laughs> we tell, "Oh yeah, yeah. they're ten eight right now." Like, I love using ten codes. I'll speak in just straight ten codes sometimes, yeah. and people are like, "What are you?" Saying? I'll, I'll do that with my girlfriend too. I'll just yeah. be all like, "Hey, is everything code for?" Or I'll be all like, <laughs> "She's like, like what? uh, what? Like what's your 20? And then she'd be like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, oh, your twenties, your location." So you would say that obviously the the social life has changed as well, right? So the way you look at things on a day-to-day basis, whether you're at a party, whether you're going mm-hmm. to Walmart, you yeah. you have, especially in the area we're in, since it's so small, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, depending on what you do in the jail, when you leave the jail, there's a target on your back. Exactly. That's why, like, I know that, um, like, whenever, like, I'm out anywhere, like, my girlfriends are like, why are you, like, always, like, scanning? Like, you know, like, you're aware of your surroundings. I'm like, because you never know, like, who I might know that like might have a personal vendetta against me. Yeah. They're like, hey, you're officer, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know that like you didn't give me my commissary on time. I'm going <laughs> to freaking pull out a shank on you. I don't know. Like, just something like that. Or like, I rubbed them I rubbed them off the wrong way because I did one thing that they did not right. like. And they're all like, oh, yeah, no. Once I get out of here, I'm 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 going for him. Yeah. That's well, it's yeah. not only that, but like just the way you, you work and function in the jail, mm-hmm. right? Especially in let's be honest, like close quarter areas anywhere you go, right? Yeah. Whether it's a pod setting, whether it's cell by cell, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. it's like you have to have a different level of hypervigilance. Exactly, yeah. I know that that word is uh, yeah. some art to use. But like, yeah, no, I'm always like weary because especially like w- of some stuff that happened recently, yeah. I think you already know what I'm talking about, but right. you always got to be like careful of 
of the people around you because they're not your friends. They at the end of the day, like yeah, like they might be nice with you, they might respect you, but they're not your friends. You they're not. Sh- and you shouldn't treat them that way. You know, you have a job to do, and yeah, like mm-hmm. you you can like help them out a bit. You know, like it, you know, yeah, you can't be an asshole all the time, but you can't be like super lenient because if you're super lenient, then that's what they're gonna expect from right. you, and then you can't change your ways because they're like, oh, what's going on? Why are you changing your ways all of a sudden? Well, it's hard because a lot of times it's like you. I'd rather just be safe than sorry. Yeah. And I'd rather just like a lot of times you don't tell the difference of whether they're trying to manipulate you and get mm-hmm. you to do something or if they're genuinely wanting to build a relationship. Right. Yeah. And oftentimes when we see these guys more than we see our own families, exactly. you know, when we're working 16 hours a day, well, at least 12 hours a day mm-hmm. and we're sleeping for eight of it, you know, we don't have time to really see our family. We see them more than we see our family. Yeah. For the most part, it's hard to not build some type of connection. Mm-hmm. Right. Or some type of like, Again, not like a friendly connection, but like, hey, like I know who this person is. I yeah. l- quite literally almost know everything about him, right, in terms of background and who he is now yeah. and what he's done in the past. So it's hard to not really like build that connection at times and almost slip up and kind of not give treat anything away. Yeah. But yeah, treat him like a little too n- – I don't really know how to explain where that barrier is mm-hmm. or what the actual definition to explain that. But you know what I'm trying to say here, right? Mm-hmm. It's having that connection with these guys when you see them every single day like, oh – I know what you need today. I know what you need today. And like, they almost become like just regular people, Yeah, which they are. They are. Yeah. But it's it, a lot of times that that's what get gets people hurt. Other CEOs hurt in other jails or prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting too comfortable with these guys and treating them too much like friends and family mm-hmm. when all, all they wanted along was for you to do that so they can slip up. Right. Exactly. And I've, I've noticed it already where a lot of, a lot of people are better than it at others, but there's a lot of guys in there that will oh, you know, what's up, Alan McGarry? What's up, this and that? You know, they're cool with you for months. And then they finally ask the question. You know, it's like, hey, can you pass this commissary over there? And I'm just like, no, right? Mm-hmm. Like straight up just no. And they're like, oh, like why you got to switch up on me like that? And then they, the just everything switches, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go to the next guy. You know, they stop talking to you now and they go to the next officer and the next officer, right? Until they can finally get one who does something they are not supposed to be doing. Yeah. And we see it happen a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know? It's just oftentimes not really talked about, but yeah. kind of going back to like the effect on social life, right? And your view on the world, mm-hmm. it's definitely, a, uh, as you mentioned, affected how you live your day-to-day life, right? Definitely. And it's not, I like to touch on this because it's not necessarily like a paranoia, which mm-hmm. I realize like some people like to relate it to, like, oh, your you know, PTSD or whatever it mm-hmm. might be. But it's one of those things where it's like, no, like this is real. Yeah. You know, like I live around this culture and sometimes it's hard to turn that switch on and off, especially when you're so new. Mm-hmm. I had a problem turning it off like completely. Yeah. Oftentimes it was on 24-7. And I don't know if you felt the same way, but there are times where, like, I get off the gel, get get off work, and it's, like, hard to go to sleep. And I would oftentimes wake up really often feeling like I have, like, almost a, an adrenaline rush, right? Like you wake yeah. up with an adre- adrenaline me. rush, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, sh- like, I got forgot to do something, or mm-hmm. this person's after me, whatever yeah. it might be, right? And it, it's kind of crazy how it happened. Now, mm-hmm. later on, now that I'm there for, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, like, my 16th month now, um, I've been able to manage that a lot better yeah especially finding different ways to decompress and um kind of let everything out the better i've gotten at that the better i've gotten at kind of turning that switch on and off and i know arthur's talked about it with us before it's like that hyper vigilant state where you're up here and then you crash down here mm-hmm. you're rarely right here where which normal people are which is healthy yeah you're either super high on this adrenaline or you're just crashed down low which both states are completely unhealthy yeah especially exactly. being at them in long periods of times mm-hmm. and constantly bouncing in and out, right? It's, it, it is unhealthy at times. Have you noticed that in your life? I have, yeah. I know that when you said like 
um, sometimes like you go to sleep and then like, you'll wake up in like a like a little bit of like a panic. I I had that happen to me way too many times. <laughs> uh, mostly because I think I'm gonna be late for work. But um, but also like I've I've thought like I'm like keep my head on like a swivel just because you know like what could be happening and mm-hmm. everything. So I know I do that like whenever I'm like off and you know I'm like doing whatever in public. I I, I find myself I'm like why am I like scanning so much? I'm like what am I like am I yeah. paranoid? I'm like no I'm not paranoid. I'm just like at the end of the day you know we work in a field where. You know, we get to go home and some people don't. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me is that I want to go home. I want to be able to, you know, be around the, like, still do my job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a lot, a lot of life behind me or ahead of me because I am really young. So, and I got into the field very young. So, I mean, the longer I'm here, the more, like, I guess it'll, there's a little bit more of a risk. I mean, there always yeah. is a risk, but, you know, the more people get to know me and, like, maybe, like, I rub off them the wrong way, like I said earlier, and, like, they want to put a target on my head. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, I, I'm i going to prioritize myself over everybody else, so, you know, yeah. because what am I – I'm no good to the department if I'm not there, you know, so. 100%. So you actually kind of answered – slightly answered the next question. It's mm-hmm. how have you seen your skills and corrections actually translate to your own life? And what can you maybe just teach like a normal person that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the field skills that you've learned in the jail? I think um, huh, that's a really good question. I, I would I think I'll just break down in terms of like like different like instead of like an as like a, a social aspect, maybe like it, it teaches you like how to communicate with people because some people just don't know how to talk to people. I think, you know, you, you see like we have certain CEOs that like how they talk to the inmates and like how say, like someone who's been there for a really long time, say like, you know, like the, the like you said, like the people that have been there for four or five years, how they talk to the inmate compared to like me or like someone who like, because I'm not the only rookie there, but like, I'm, we have a bunch of different rookies, but like how they speak to people. And when I talk to some of the CEOs that have been there for a little bit, they're like, I don't like the way that this person talks to them because like, again, like they are a person, but like the way they talk to them is like, they're like commanding them to do stuff. I know I had a conversation with one of our um, CEOs that has been there for a while and he works on a shift with someone who's newer and then he's like yeah I don't like the way that he talks to them because like obviously like he gets a lot of backlash from the inmates or like the inmates will always say something about this person because of the way that he is like you know I don't know if it's poor training I don't know if it's just because of the person the way he is or how he thinks he should be personality but, yeah. yeah the personality thing but it's you shouldn't be talking to them like that, you know? Right. Like, I think so. if you if you reword yeah. the things you say or, like, you give them a different aspect, maybe you can get what you want out of them. Right. So uh, what I see there is, like, so you said, you mentioned how when you walked into the jail for the first time with your badge, mm-hmm. you know, your patches, your belt, you felt almost, I would relate this to, I don't want to put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. but almost like a, you know, like the God complex, right? Where you're yeah. just like, whoa, like, I have a different sense of power now. Mm-hmm. And I need to learn how to control this. Yeah. Right. Like I can't abuse this power. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I have more responsibility. Exactly. With this power. But there's people where it's different. Right. They mm-hmm. get that same feeling, but then they run with it and they take it to a whole different level that they shouldn't be doing. Right. And they mm-hmm. feel like they're completely just better and above all these guys. Yeah. When oftentimes the best way to get what you need done there is to get on these guys level. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is normal people level which is what we all are yeah you know it's not seeping down to their level you are just staying on the normal person level and communicating with human beings because when we're talking to humans we need to talk to them like they're humans exactly they're not dogs Mm -hmm. you know we're not gods we're all people before we're americans before we're ceos before we're black white gay whatever it might be Mm -hmm. we're humans and we need to treat each other as such exactly in the jail outside the jail whatever Exactly. Yeah. So it's so good to have like that cordial relationship with the uh, mm-hmm. with the inmates because at the end of the day they are people. I mean, I I'm in no position to say whether they're right or wrong for what they did. Right. They broke a rule or a law. That's why they're there. I'm not 
there to determine whether they're right or wrong. That's what the uh, the justice system is for. You know, yeah. that's why we have courts. They're the ones that tell you whether you're right or wrong. Yeah, I'm just there to. We're the, just the know, guys keeping. We're just you guys there. Safe. He's like, you're there because you know you need to talk to the courts and whether what you did was right or wrong. You know, you can deal with that. That's why we have lawyers. That's why we have yeah. judges. That's why we have all that. So just you know, we're just here to like provide you like a decent living. While you know you determine whether like okay you're Safe found not guilty okay now you can living. go and go back to do with your life and if you're found guilty then yeah you're guilty and you you have to face the consequences of what you did right what's your biggest life lesson you've learned in the jail um there's a lot of different walks of life I know that before the jail like like you know you can see everybody like there's people who are like engineers there's doctors there's you know and I know that there's like criminals or yeah I guess we can call them criminals you know that they just don't learn and they, they just keep coming in and out of jail they're always like you know they're always um in run uh what is it they're always like in contact with the with law enforcement so yeah. you know those people don't change but now that I'm in the jail like there's a whole lot of different walks of life you know like everybody there like they might be like grouping like certain categories but everybody there is you know like they have their own life and what they what they did like might be similar to what someone else did but it wasn't the exact same thing you know mm-hmm. like they they had like different walks of life they what they did came from all the decisions they made in their past and it's just crazy to think about like all like the different kind of like stories that you can hear from some of these inmates that are willing to give it to you because there's some people that are just like nuts they don't care head. right yeah, yeah they don't care like they're just there to do their time and leave but you know yeah. the ones that are like you know they're yeah like they're, they're they're there because they they broke a law or like they did something wrong but like they're they have like a, a head on their shoulders per se like yeah. you know you can have a conversation with them and like they you can learn something like yeah like you gotta take it with a grain of salt but you know like some of them like they genuinely have like good information that you can like learn from them and yeah like they they're i should be treating them as like a as an inmate but still like they're at the end of the day they are a person as well so yeah, i can take what they yeah i can take what they what they give me with a grain of salt but still like okay maybe i can try to apply that and then maybe they're right you know and i'll i'll let them know like hey like what you told me like that like that, that kind of was right you know like i'll give you that but you know like just don't think that we're we're you know and like, I'm we, any different and now. like we just talked about right like there's a lot of these guys that are they made a mistake man yeah like we get it, okay? Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. Yours was a little worse than some of the other ones that we make, right? Or you just got caught, Yeah. you know? So it's like a lot of these guys had good lives up to a certain point, right? Like mm-hmm. they weren't, that wasn't supposed to be their path. Yeah. But they took an easy way out. And I've talked to many guys in there about this, right? And there's people where I genuinely believe they will be better when they get out. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, you know, it's 10, 15 years later, and I pray that they stay the same way wherever yeah. they go, right? And they keep that same mindset. And you can see the guys who are actively, you know, trying to get better, right? They're buying books that are going to actually help them. They're mm-hmm. kind of staying away from the bad groups of people. They're yeah. following the rules and they're genuinely helpful human beings to society. Yeah. Right. And it's just oftentimes, again, they got tripped up on something that they were peer pressured to get into because their family's in it or because mm-hmm. they just wanted to make the quick buck, whatever it might be. Right. And they got caught. Yeah. So there's people in there that's like, there's a lot to genuinely learn from a lot of good guys in there that. Again, I pray that they just stay on that right path when they get out. So it's interesting to see the differences. Mm-hmm. Would you say that our current standard in jail facilities is good enough to help these guys when they get out? Are we really doing enough? Mm, I think it, it's it's. I feel like it's a case by case thing. Like I feel like we we supply them with with different kind of like outs like not outlook but like we supply them with different things i can't think of a word i want to use but programs we give them like programs we give them yeah. kind of like uh um i, I really want to say facilities but 
in, in the terms of like we we give them like stuff tools like they could yeah tools mm -hmm. that they can use but i feel like we should some of them are like kind of like well, like we have like a lot of library like yeah it's it's cool and everything but like sometimes like the we we should also like we supply them with like a, a laptop that you look up like case mm -hmm. like stuff that can like be useful for them in terms of like maybe beating their cases because some of them are in there for like they're wrongfully arrested or like there's a certain aspect of like what happened that like on another case is very similar and they beat it so like they think that they should be able to mm -hmm. so but like we like our computer's always like sometimes down like there's issues with it like people do you think it's just technical issues or do you think it's like maybe a culture issue that maybe we can possibly help these guys actually change their lives right because i think so i yeah. think when people come in it's the same process every time it's yeah. a system which makes our job easier mm -hmm. but i do think there is other steps we could be taking that will make the job more difficult for it us would, yeah but be helpful for them will also help them and i think in mm -hmm. the long term like 10 15 years later it will make the next generation of ceos their job easier yeah so it just really comes to who wants to take the hit right mm -hmm. are we willing to take the hit now and suffer for the next five to ten years suffer yeah for the next five to ten years so the next people have it easier mm -hmm. right it's like that movie um saving private ryan yeah right where they go into this uh they're on this mission and they run into like the opposition right and yeah. then uh I, I believe it's tom hanks it's like no one of the other guys in there that's like this isn't our mission we should go around them and tom hanks is like no otherwise the next guys behind us will have to go through them right so it's kind of that let's take the hit now sacrifice who we can now it you know and not actual sacrifice mm -hmm. but you know go through that hard work now so the other people don't have to do it later so ultimately we can actually fix the community because i think right mm -hmm. now the jails are like the quick fix you know it's yeah the, the pit stop for the prisons it's the the place where people come into okay you did this bad thing you're going to be here for this time and this is what these are the rules and mm -hmm. then when you go out you go back to doing exactly what you were already doing anyway exactly because we don't give them like enough resources to kind of like rehabilitate themselves right. you know like and yeah like yeah. they they some people can get out early and like go into programs are supposed to help them with that but why change, don't we we don't actually change their habits yeah you know it's like they're in there and they're thinking the same thing which again i like that you did psychology maybe you can help me out with this but mm -hmm. it's you know that that saying that 21 days or a month builds a habit mm -hmm. there's oftentimes people in there that are there for a year yeah. But they come out with the same habits. Because you don't give them different habits to, to kind of like help them out. Right. You don't give them that ability yeah. and the actual chance to change, right? Yeah, we we want to say that we're trying our best. Mm -hmm. We're doing all these things. We're giving them church. We're, we're letting them exercise. But there's no real solid way to actually get these guys to show us like, hey, there's a different opportunity out here. Mm -hmm. And it, a lot of times, even if we did try our best, I believe we could change more. Yeah. Maybe one out of every hundred more, which is still one more than, yeah. than the other option. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you got to understand that these are the county jails. A lot of times these are, they're going to be released right out to the same city that they were already in, mm -hmm. right out to the same people they were already communicating with, right out to the same drugs yeah. and weapons that they were already dealing with. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if like maybe people have thought about that, like, oh, maybe we should provide them with like a little more kind of like, opportunities to, to kind of rehabilitate themselves. But like they have all stuff like, well, they're going to the same people. Like who's to say like we're going to invest all this money and do all these things for them and then they go out and like um, like just turn around and be like the same person they were when they came in there but at least you give them the opportunity to right because like it's you also said, hard when one we, out of 100 yeah. people like if you got like at least one person like would that be a waste of funding at least you turn one person and that's like the worst side scenario you turn one person but you can turn way more you won't know until you try it yeah so i don't know if maybe also it's like a funding thing too because like i, I know that's about to say that. yeah yeah like you it know like doesn't they help have they the money to, to do that yeah like maybe we don't have the facilities we don't have the funding to to provide those kind of things but somebody's like hey like why don't we and then the short answer they gave them was like well we don't have the money and then they question why right yeah but then those are the same people that are like oh you need to treat these guys more humane you need to help them out because they go back and do the same things what's well, like where's the money you guys 
been telling us for the past 10 years to defund us. Yeah. So we don't get the money anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So if you really wanted to help us change these lives, like we need the funding and we need your support as a community to actually believe in us. It's like a whole lot of hypocrisy. Like they was like, Oh, like money's going to jails. They're not even doing their jobs. And then when like, there is no money and like they, you know, they're like, Oh, we need to give them more money to do what they need to do. And it's like, well, you're the same person that said like, you you should defund us. Like why, like why are you all of a sudden like switching up? Like they always want like the best outcome, but like, everything you see is negative like they they like oh like you know they don't want to believe that the money they're putting is actually being used for for good things yeah um i like to say like well why don't you come on in with us and see how we do the job right and see if you can make it better with what we already have yeah you know it's one of those things where it's like it's going to take a lot of work Mm -hmm. and it's going to take that one county to actually do it and hopefully i can have enough influence of what we're doing here Mm -hmm. to make that difference here in our own county in our own community to actually be that that one county that all the other surrounding counties are like, oh, wait, look what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And then the counties around them, let's do that. Yeah, and, eventually and it's, it's all a big thing. And hopefully it goes spread out to all of California. So then, like, it not fix all of it, just because every county has like, their own issues. separate issues. Yeah, yeah. But, but at least it yeah. makes it, they have, like, a baseline for, like, what works. And I obviously, like, each county can fine-tune it. Like, maybe what we're doing isn't going to work for Sutter. Maybe yeah. it's not going to work for for everyone, Northview, um, yeah. YOLO, SAC, all that. But at least they can have, like, a basis that, can work for almost everyone i know it can't work for everybody but it'll work for most i do know there is that one answer right and to me it's culture Mm -hmm. it's changing the culture of the community in general Mm -hmm. but oftentimes there's certain things in the way and that can't always be the case right we can still happen but there's certain things that are just blockading other avenues that are keeping us from fully making those changes and it's hard and it's going to be a lot of work it will be yeah but i truly do believe that it can happen one day. Yeah. We just got to actually get there. Exactly. I don't I don't know all the answers. Mm-hmm. I never will, and I don't yeah. believe any of us really do. No. But eventually, with enough trial and error, we just need to keep – we need to learn from our mistakes. That's the problem I think that's have been happening in the past five years of law enforcement is we're not learning from the mistakes, right? Like, one of the things is transparency. Yeah, we are being a little more transparent with the body cams and, like, the, the interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we're not really telling people, like, look, our job is becoming a lot more difficult because of you guys. Like, we just got to be honest. There's these people, this actually brings up the next question, right, is doing our job with all these absurd policy changes. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to make, to do these jobs when they're limiting our abilities to actually do the job. Exactly, yeah. And, like, they're training like a nomenclature to make it, I guess, more suitable for for the people out there. But it's just hard because like yeah like i mean yeah like, i mean I've, I've read through so much policy and everything and like some of it doesn't pertain to what we do but it could if i move say like the patrol side because mm-hmm. we're a whole department you know like i can't just learn stuff about the jail and then not know what's going on in the uh on the outside you know because what if like i you know a lot what a lot of people do they go from being a co and then they want to go to patrol like are you then going to read the policy or should you already know the policy and even then like there's so much different like i know like in the time that i've been there like there have been like three or four different policy changes and it's just like i don't know it just makes things harder just because like certain people or certain things were done that like kind of um like oh yeah we actually need to change this policy because like that shouldn't have happened and and all that and i don't know i don't think like a policy change would have made a difference i think that if they just like tackled the the, well all the policies we have is from is because someone made a mistake Mm -hmm. right and typically the mistake is not identified from within it's identified from a third party uh, option right so it's someone it's the family that that mistake was done to their parent or their people are like, Hey, why'd you do that to our person in there? Why'd you do this? You shouldn't have done it like this, even mm-hmm. though they don't really know the totality of the circumstances. Exactly. But it's 
always that one person now the county is like all right well we don't want a big deal we don't want to pay you two million dollars or three million dollars for a lawsuit so you know what we'll just kiss your ass in a sense and change the policy oftentimes that that's the case and that's Mm -hmm. how it works out and it's unfortunate that we we do that but i feel like nowadays with the media and how law enforcement is attacked there's almost a sense of no choice for a lot of departments Mm -hmm. although there is all we have to do is say no yeah. You know, all, all you have to do you is... You might get say, the backlash, but yeah, still. Yeah, all you have to do is say no, but often, mm-hmm. oftentimes they don't want to risk that. Exactly, because then, like, it puts, like, a bad, like, I guess, stature on their name, and it's like, oh, it's easy, like, to just, like, make the policy change and just, like, appease the other people than yeah. to actually tackle it head-on and be all like, no, like, this is how just things should be, and that's how it is. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you want to be the difference of it, I mean, like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's tough that that happened to you, you know, but you got to look at the ramifications of everything that led up to that point of whatever mistake quote unquote was taken. Cause it could, yeah, I'm not going to say like every mistake is a good mistake, but maybe the mistake that happened was because like it had to happen. Or, exactly. You know, like people are entitled to slip ups because like, like we say, like the inmates, they made a mistake. You know, yes. it happens. Everyone makes a mistake. We're not perfect. Like, you're going to hold that, you know, the officers are like, they've made right. 20 years of great decisions. They make one bad decision. You're going to discount everything. They, all the good stuff that they did. All the lives that they changed, right? Exactly. You made know? one person upset and yeah. it's like all of a sudden a bad thing. Yeah. And it, the thing is it happened one time and then it happens again. Then mm-hmm. it happens another time. And it becomes so much easier for people to win these debates. Right. And it's the same thing with like these, these guys in jail, right? It's like when they ask for something that they shouldn't have, it's like, no, because if I give that to you, then I have to give it to him. And him and him and him exactly. and then all these different privileges. Like, but they don't that... gotta know. It was like, but still, like, I, I, like you know, like we people in the jail, like their 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 classification, they they change all the time. So yeah. that one person I did something for can end up in a different classification. But like, oh yeah, the officer, whatever, whatever, let me do this. So you can ask him to do that because he'll do it for you. And then one like you know they may have good intentions, but then the other person that they tell like oh like, oh like yeah I'm gonna hide something in there and then he'll definitely pass it because it's just the inconsistency of yeah. everything, right? And continuing mm-hmm. to let some things pass and not things pass and people inside the jail outside the jail just keep walking all over you know i don't want to say just the jail in general but law enforcement in Mm -hmm. general right it's just being walked on and it used to not be that way no exactly like you know like i know that you mentioned it with uh with arthur but like the whole warrior versus guardian like you need a like there's a lot of people that need a little more warrior in them you know like you can't just like Mm -hmm. let things go you can't be like that guardian you have to actually like be like the warrior you gotta like actually you know tackle certain things and what are we there for you know because if we're just there to to like be their friends and like help them out with anything then fuck it like why are we locking them why are we you know putting barriers why are we classifying these people you know if we're just gonna let them run rampant and do what they want then what's the point to me nowadays i know it's super extreme but it's like almost like don't do that mm-hmm. you know to tap on the risk don't do that you know oh sorry like we're the ones that are it should be flipped you know a mm-hmm. lot of times it's them running the jail mm-hmm. without us really realizing that and that's not how it should be and it's the same thing on the road yeah. a lot of times and that's a culture around the country just because things are becoming so easily manipulated with the media mm-hmm. you know that people are just like law enforcement is on their knees begging to exactly or like yeah yeah with like the whole like me like why like people are looking down on law enforcement it's kind of like forcing law enforcement to kind of have to become more like guardian more like become more softer when in reality like which is why you see a lot of them dying unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah like we like our jobs are to and like it's law enforcement you're enforcing laws like yeah there's means that you have to do in order to to enforce those laws and yeah like not now people are going to agree with it but that's what you have to do because now you see like if you soften them up then because of like fear of losing their job or like fear of like because they have to follow a certain policy or what they have to do they have to you know take a step back instead of like you know fully like tackling the problem as it is and then 
you like yeah again like they might like die they might get hurt they might get injured and then it's like well then when we look at it it's like well you did the right thing but now look at we're a man down we're two men down because like you you had to do a certain thing because of what the media is saying that you yeah. have to do or how things should be when in reality like most of the people in the media don't know what's going on in at all in our communities or what goes on in law enforcement or like what we have to do in order they to read to one news news headline all of a sudden they're experts exactly it's just crazy to me mm-hmm. but so with your time in the jail have you noticed that this job is more physical or mental uh, I think it's a mental thing. In terms of physical, yeah. like stress, like the actual stress of it. What do you What do you oh. feel the most? Um, I would say, I w- and for mental, would you say more of? Because I know you're saying physical in terms of stress, but mental would well, be like. Well, no, my bad. Let me oh. reword that. So the actual neurological stress, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's more physical on the body? Like, the, let's just make this a little more simple. Do okay. you feel more tired because of how physical the job is, or tired because of how mental the job is? Because either way, we're tired. Yeah, we're always tired, you know, with the the long hours, especially like holding over. Yeah, I would think that. I think it's more of like a mental toll. Like I think physically, like I I'm I'm fine, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of like a mental capacity, like I'm always tired because of like just like the things that I have to like consider, like with everything, like you know, trying to remember how to do things by policy. I'm like, oh, is that right? How am I doing that? And like you know, so uh, when like uh, whenever like I come home, like I'm just like I don't know, like it just takes a toll like mentally, and like I know that I noticed that with. Uh, with like I guess my loved ones and like the the people I'm surrounded by like my friends and family like I feel like I I I've changed definitely because of this job and think it's more of like a mental toll because like I don't I I don't really feel it is that a negative thing I I think it might be but it's just because like I think I inevitably I was gonna change because of this job like I mm-hmm. I can't be like the same person I was when I was working at like a hardware store being a, a correction officer like I've had to change and like I think it's it's because of like how new it is because it's only been I've been only in the department for six months mm-hmm. so it's more of like a it's, it's a slow transition to like my life is like this now this is how things have to be you know I don't have as much time as like I know that like my my, my parents want me to help out like my, my relatives that are over in the Bay Area mm-hmm. with something because like I have like handyman skills per se you know like they want me to know like can you help them like change like the deadbolt and the knobs they don't know how to do it I'm like yeah I understand that but you don't understand that I have a job to do and like I gotta prepare myself I can't just like go free willy like doing yeah. what I want and like not give time to to better the craft because I do want to grow in this job so I I condone you for being yeah. here today mm-hmm. because again this is your day off yeah, and I know you. You actually got to have a break this past weekend, which mm-hmm. is nice. We always love when that happens. Yeah, it's just when we have our days off, we want to have our day off. Exactly. You yeah, know? and it's hard to do like other activities, whether it's with your girlfriend, for mm-hmm. me, you know, with my wife, and the new chapter in my life that's going mm-hmm. on right now. Yeah, having a kid, you know, learning to balance all these things, and also doing this. Yeah, you know, this big thing, my big plan for this, and where I want to take this, like. We're going to be tired. We're going to be stressed, and especially mm-hmm. because we plan on doing big things with our lives. Yeah. You know, whether that's just you or me, whether it's in the career or mm-hmm. it's outside the career expanding, such as this. Exactly. You know, yeah. which is why I really appreciate you being here because this is your time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be going back to work here in what, two days? Uh, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Because, like, yeah. You, you made it. A yeah, because changes, I made arrangements. Right? So, yeah. That's basically. another thing is this, this thing's always changing, right? Like, uh-huh. we have to work our hours. We have to switch with people. We have to come in early. You know, things are always inconsistent as consistent as we want it to be mm-hmm. as consistent as they tell us it's going to be it's really not it's not no, everything's like, different yeah you, you might know. be coming in this like, job is literally yeah. the f- like 
the definition of nothing's ever the same. You no, know, every week has been different. You know, like the only consistency that I had was when I was on training because I knew the days <laughs> yeah. I was working. They made you. I, yeah. They made me like, it's like, well, you know what? I might not get my early, but you have to get your early. So you're leaving at, you're leaving at two o'clock or you're leaving at 2 a.m. You know, yeah. whatever shift I'm on. I, I got lucky that I got to stay on like the same side of the week like yeah. i didn't get like oh you're on this side of the week then you're changing this side now you're going back to this side i stay on the same side i might have gone from like days to nights yeah. but i stay on the same but side, now basically. it's like everywhere like you've noticed yeah. with me in the past two weeks they put me one place they put me yeah. another place like exactly like yeah you're on this side on. of the week oh you need yeah. to come in for this shift oh wait actually you know what you need to come in for this hour on this shift with this person and it's kind of getting used to the actual like law enforcement culture the, the few things that have stayed the same is like mm -hmm. a lot of like the the seniority toll right yeah. it's like you're at the bottom Right now you're you're not the bottom bottom but you're you're down there. Um you yeah, know? pretty much down there. You just got your at least I moved up a number since I've been exactly you know? yeah a few numbers but yeah it's it, it's a lot that we're constantly just stressed with every single day and especially when you want to do things mm -hmm. outside of the job you know it's it's hard to sometimes enjoy fully enjoy and mm -hmm. like embrace where you're doing outside like when you're with your girlfriend or your mm -hmm. family members just because yeah. you're you're always kind of recovering in a sense it is yeah like sometimes like i'll go straight on to like a date with my girlfriend right after have, having worked at the jail so i'm running oh, a certain tough, mindset dude. and then they're like like they're trying to like like get like you know because there's work me and then there's me outside of work you know like i'm yeah. like usually like a pretty like outgoing person like i'm like hella funny or i think i am <laughs> i'll just be like cracking jokes and everything and making like some stupid remarks but then like i can't be doing that when i'm at the jail you know sometimes like like i I, I don't want to b break the boundaries of like what I have like because I don't want to have them see like what I'm on the outside on the inside you know like so I gotta have work me you know and sometimes like that work me does not like wear off when we're out on our date and then like why are you acting like that or like like why are you like prioritizing certain things like you know over like me mm -hmm. like you know like have like be with me in the moment like i can't because i had just gotten off work you know like i'm, I'm still trying to like it's that period like, that period like you know with the hyper vigilance and then you're coming down and it's like i'm still coming down from my hyper vigilance you know like give me some time you know like <laughs> I'll, I'll still try to be like the yeah like the the philip or that you do you love and know and like you know the reason why we're together but that's tough yeah, especially you're, you're doing like after a graveyard shift and i just did yeah. six graveyard for six months mm -hmm. that sucks it is uh, well, yeah, but like it's not like um, I'm going straight into it. But like I'll like give myself like maybe like three or four hours to rest. Because, well, that's not enough though. Yeah, you know? it's not enough. Like I'll like I know that like what the last shift I worked was on Friday, and it goes into Saturday. Mm -hmm. So then Saturday, I obviously had a date with my girlfriend. So I like took some time to sleep, so like, give myself some rest. But like when I came out, you know, like I was kind of like out of my hypervigilance, but I'm still like a little in it. And then like, I, was, I was like certain things were pissing me off because like oh like these there are certain things I have to be pissed off about. Uh, or I have to be, you know, have to, you know, be um, a little more like on my guard while mm -hmm. I'm at the jail because like, I can't let things, you know, like pass. Like, you know, I got to, I can't be like super nice. I have to be like, I have to be like, you know, strict. I have to be like that warrior. The presence. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I have to, but I can't always be like that in like a relationship sense because like, why am I being a warrior? I'm not trying to enforce something onto, yeah. to like my girlfriend. You that's know, where I can you're be taking, like that guardian. That's where you're taking those warrior skills and like converting them into that more guardian and like now you're using some of those skills you use to protect yourself yeah. to protect the others around you exactly that's out. why i'm like always like looking around interesting and, like, i know like i i never thought of it got a, like a ccw so like my my girlfriend's still Strike. getting used to it she's like why are you always carrying and i'm like you know like i'm probably <laughs> like super super young with this but there's a reason why like at the end of the day like uh, uh, the short answer is that like i you know i want to make sure you go home i want to make sure i go home and if something were to ever happen i don't want to use it that like i don't have it because i fear for my life i have it because mm -hmm. if something ever goes down and i need to use it i have that because there's a number yeah. of people that like you know like 
outside law enforcement there's like good samaritans like they have like good lives they you know they they they're kind of similar to me like you know like they want to go home they want to be able to build a career that they have they want to be able to have the opportunity to do that and they don't have that because like say like you know somebody a criminal that shouldn't have access to a weapon decides to you know shoot them why because what they said yeah. something wrong with them like oh you coming in line blah 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 whatever it is yeah but. it's super stupid stuff sometimes Dude, i love that you said that and one thing that i haven't really told many people mm-hmm. ever really is but one of the things that i do kind of part of like my morning routine or pre-work routine yeah is at least once a day i'll tell myself whatever the situation might be let's just go say go ahead and say i wake up for work because we mm-hmm. have to be at work at 6 a.m yeah our day shift before i get into that cross that that jail door right mm-hmm. that that first door i say we all go home today. Yeah. No matter what, it, whether it's the first thing I do when I wake up, whether it's right before I walk through that door, but any time in between, we all go home today. Mm-hmm. I have that time of peace and quiet because you never know that might be the day we don't go home. Yeah. But it's going to do the best of my ability every single day to make sure that happens. Even on my days off, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going out late at night just for a date and it's yeah. supposed to be a good time and I'm going to have the best time I possibly can, we all go home today. Exactly. Whether that's me, whether mm-hmm. that's her, whether that's civilian i have no idea of mm-hmm. who they are we all go home today yeah i think it's important we have that all of us in some sense have that mindset whether you're in law enforcement or not mm-hmm. we all got to go home exactly yeah so i have a few more questions for you okay. a few more things that i want to just say i know we've been on for an hour and i don't want to take up too much of your time but what do you think is the number one skill you need in corrections now that you've been there long enough and kind of helping the next guy in line right what is the number one skill you believe you need in corrections? Um, I want to say like just because of like the things you're dealing with, you gotta have like I I think maybe I can delve into it, but like people skills, you gotta understand like mm-hmm. how like how to interact with others, or what do they call that? Like, sociology, like the isn't that like study of like how people operate? But anywho, you like, know more about that. Than I but basically, like you gotta know how to like talk with people because, like I said earlier, like there are a lot of people that they like a lot of CEOs that they don't know how to talk to people or like they don't know like like the basics or how like how the, like, they advance like um ramifications like how you should be like speaking with someone like if someone's one way like how you should be i guess like trying to trying to get them to understand things from your perspective because you know like yeah like you're not going to get everybody to understand like what you do but at least right. you can try to get like a, a mutual understanding where like yeah like you know what i don't understand what this person is talking about but at least i can at least they're like trying to 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 level with me you know so i think communication communication um I just like just trying to interact with people because that's what that's what your main thing is not just like the inmates but you're also interacting with your coworkers. You gotta know how to speak with them or how to relay information to them because like like we do Passover, you know, or yeah. our pass downs. Mm-hmm. You gotta know like how to communicate certain things because if you leave something out and then something happens because you didn't you, you didn't like yeah you didn't like pass that over to the person and like you forgot or you know like what you said was like oh I I think I know what they meant but then then they're like oh that's what they meant and then now it's like a whole like problem because you weren't able to effectively communicate yeah. with them. One thing I kind of want to add to that is just this job is more of making people understand where you're coming from, not mm-hmm. making people do what yeah. you want them to do, right? It's mm-hmm. just, hey, this is why this is happening, and this is yeah. why we all need to work with each other to make this happen. Exactly. So what would you say is the biggest difference between, I guess, real life and, like, what you see in the movies? Um, I want to say, like, in the movies or, like, shows, because, like, I yeah. – not I. You well, have know, you ever watched End of Watch? Oh, no, but I've been told I should watch that. That, and I've also been told, um, what was it called? Is it The Rookie? I think I should. Rookie is a pretty decent show. Yeah, It's definitely more of like the patrol side. Patrol, but also more of just like a, I mean, it's a show. 
You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I just told my one of our students yeah. to, to watch it. And it's like, you haven't watched it. Like you, like, it has to be homework. You have to watch it. And like, it'll get you a better understanding of like how things operate. If you watch it, I'm like, okay, I'll add to my list, yeah. I guess. Uh, wait, what was the question? <laughs> What's Sorry. the difference between like movies difference? and, I guess and in movies, like, I guess like they, I don't know if they want to be like more appeasing, like kind of like downplay or in like a law enforcement sense. Do you think it's just more of like the story side of things? Like, you were talking about how life is like in the jail for us, mm-hmm. right? Like how we communicate with inmates and how we communicate with coworkers. But in the movies, obviously, it's more of like a, like makes us look like the friendly neighborhood cops. In a way, yeah, you actually, know? that does make sense. Like, I feel like they have to leave certain things out because like they can't cover every single situation that happens, say like in the jail or. But do you think in... that's kind of changing how the outside world views us? You know I how think like so, yeah. a lot of times we see as like, oh, look at these cops and the love stories they have in jail or, you know, like the friendly neighborhood cops they're supposed to be, but oftentimes it's not always just the case. It's not because like, you know, every every situation is different. Like yeah, like there's yeah. some situations where th- that can't happen, but there's others where like like you said said earlier about like we have to like have certain prejudice, we have to have certain uh like ideas about like certain people that we see because of like actions from the past that kind of have led us there that we have mm-hmm. to act a certain way and we can't be that way um with those people just because like we know from the past like you can't because yeah. you have tried to be like that and it just doesn't work that's perfect that's yeah that's exactly we're on the same level there mm-hmm. so that's all i have for you today yeah you know that's all i wanted to share with you or talk to you about today i'm glad that you came here and gave us your time and i hope that one day this helps another co coming exactly, up exactly yeah and then i think north. uh last note i want to put in there but i know that like yeah, with all like the animosity that goes around with like law enforcement uh-huh. i think you know like whatever media portrays i know arthur touched about it as well like like you always see like that 30 second clip of like something bad that happens and that's what sells but you yeah. don't see like the the thing that leads up to it so everyone has like this bad idea what law enforcement is but like like you said like get like go into it you know maybe like do a ride along get uh, like experience it before you form an opinion about it because if you just form everything that you see on social media you're always going to have a bad opinion about law enforcement because that's, all, that's all that goes around that's is that all law enforcement is, is exactly. bad we need to defund the police we need to you know put that money towards different things but if you just maybe just see what's going on you understand like why right. like we need the funding like if we had the the resources to give people opportunities like especially in the jail mm-hmm. like they could be like better people i can't guarantee that's what's going to happen but at least that's what you can believe that will happen you know you I gotta trust that like we're yeah. having the best interest at their heart and they will use those resources to the best their ability because sometimes that's all they need is that that resource that's not like a gang affiliation where they're going to do bad things or yeah. being surrounded by like you know poverty and and crime and that's all they see so that's all they get into you know if we give them a resource that they can actually use to become better people you know, they'll be better people we, they will be better people yeah i agree with that all you see on the news and media is is negative stuff because negative stuff sells mm-hmm. and it's more catchy and it's just i mean let's be honest if you believe everything the media and the the social media says there's a different problem for yourself there that exactly. you need to figure out about you so mm-hmm. just be more skeptical about what you see on there because i promise you everything's not bad yeah you know there's definitely good people out there there's also bad people out there whether you're in position of power or not you know, there's going to be all different realms of life everywhere, and you're going to see it in every aspect of life that you're in, not just law enforcement. Exactly, so. but everything you're everything. in, whether, so. whatever it is. Anything else? So other than that, yeah, just, like, just change your mind on how, like, or for the people that aren't in law enforcement or, like, the things you see, just don't believe everything you see, you know? Like, there are good people in, in law enforcement, and I want to say, like, believe you and me. Like, like I want to make a difference. You want to make a difference. We want to be those people that, that change the kind of, like, um, the outlook on, on how people look at law enforcement or, like, trying to build these communities to become, like, greater than they Let actually Let me ask are. you this before we leave. Yeah. So 
how much involved in law enforcement were you before you knew me? Because I know once you knew me, you started coming around, mm-hmm. hanging out with my family, and yeah. my family is law enforcement based. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have those people yeah. in it. How did that change? You know, when you finally met like my dad or I my wanna, cousins. Yeah. You know, I want to say that like it, it it definitely has changed a whole bunch. Like before, like I wouldn't understand like why certain things are or like maybe like. I, or like ranking systems you know like what a sergeant mm-hmm. is what a corporal is uh or like why like certain charges get these or like you know you also get a little bit of law enforcement you also get like uh, an in, in uh an introduction to like the judicial system understanding like mm-hmm. like how they look at certain laws and like why certain laws maybe like why certain like charges are more severe than others mm-hmm. or like what like what's severity like like what's like you know murders up here but like what can be above it you know like what like you know all these different levels um it definitely does change in, like, understanding, like, what the role of, like, law enforcement is, you know, like, the different kind of, like, jobs there is. Because, like, I thought law enforcement was always just, like, police and, like, understanding, like, a sheriff and, like, a, a city police. They're two different things because a sheriff is county and then you have, like, a town or city. Like, so you have, like, um like the PDs. Police officers. Yeah. yeah, police officers. And, like, I know, like, so a lot of people, like, they mix them up. They're, they call sheriff deputies. They, they call, like, yeah, the, the sheriff deputies. They call them, yeah. oh, you're a cop. I'm like, no, I'm not a cop. I'm a sheriff. Yeah. You know? Um, so I don't know. It's like understanding like those like different little different things because I always I would have thought that they're all the same. You know, like oh you're just a police, you know. Yeah. Or like what exactly your role is like? Oh yeah, you just arrest people. You know, you do reports and all that. Yeah. You get people tickets. Because but there's one, way more. Than one just thing that. that I never got had the chance to experience because mm-hmm. I've been around Arthur since I was like five years old. Yeah. You know, since I've actually been able to be old enough to make my own opinions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been around it my whole life. So one thing I never had a chance to see was meeting, like a an authoritative figure that mm-hmm. I wasn't like, how would I, how would I word this? I guess intimidated by, I, yeah. I don't know how to word it. Or even when I meet other firefighters or other people in first responding, put probation officers, mm-hmm. whoever it might be, I'm just like, Oh, you're one of us. Yeah. You know, when, even when I was 10 years old, I would think the same thing. Oh, you're one of us. Like this is our family. Yeah. Of first responding. But when other people come in, I notice that they're like, Oh my God, like you're a cop or like you're a firefighter. Or you're so special. And like, oftentimes we don't even want to hear that you know Mm -hmm. like i don't want to hear you talk about how special my job is or thank you for my service even though it's like i have gotten that that, actually i have as well too but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where it's like look man just talk to me like a human being exactly like like, don't hold me like don't put me on a pedestal you know like whenever like or vice versa don't look Mm -hmm. down upon me because of my position you know whether that's yeah public or again it's another stigma where like that's Sometimes, why I was curious. I, yeah. that, that's why I was curious. I wonder if you were coming in and like, obviously I don't care what you thought before then, but I mm-hmm. wonder if you were coming in like, oh, like fuck this cop or were you like, no, no, I've know? always had respect for, for law enforcement. Cause I know like uh, at the end of the day, they are doing I think a it's job. your culture as well. It let's is. be honest. It's, that was my culture as uh-huh. well also, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I know that. And like, uh, I know that maybe like my parents weren't like they, when they, when they learned that I was becoming a correction officer and working for the county, like they were like that big, like, oh, like this is a big thing for you. But it's like, like, you know, my, my stepdad sometimes calls my, uh, my my uniform like oh your police clothes are in the uh on the <laughs> like he he yeah. hangs dries i'm so like, oh they're in the garage hang drying i'm like well they're not police clothes i mean but but still you know i understand what he means yeah. but like i i i i'm kind of fortunate to be like in a in like a family that doesn't like have like too much of a bad stigma on like police mm-hmm. but like i know that like it's not just um like my parents like cool with it but like if i go to like certain relatives like they might look down upon it they're like oh like all oh, police are bad and you know they need to fund the police and everything and like mm-hmm that's not the case you know like i i am in it you're probably just had one bad experience with the police or yeah. you probably just believe what you see that's on the normally media. all it is exactly yeah. and it's like but i am in it and i can tell you that maybe some of it might be true but most of it is not you know like they just 
there's you know you you gotta look at all the the, the different sides that you know form an opinion. That's why like I'm kind of glad that I'm in it now because I can you see it from all yeah sides. I can see it from all sides and now I can see certain things that are happening yeah. and I'm like okay well like that person's arresting that person there's probably a, a system of like what happened you know yeah or, like people pulling out their phones and just saying like hey like you don't have that you like you can't violate his rights so more likely they don't even know what the rights are you know like, <laughs> they're they're probably not yeah. violating the rights but they like, heard hey, some TikTok and they're yeah, like, they, like oh ah. you're violating the rights or something and I'm more like well what are they violating you know they're they're doing or you just broke the law exactly. you, know? you broke the law just just understand you broke the law you, you're not gonna get out of it you got caught you and know? oftentimes they make it so much worse because they make the deputy or the police officer like they make their life so much harder mm-hmm. and what you don't understand is this police officer or deputy probably dealt with this like another person right before yeah they're already annoyed exactly. you know and it's like it's they're humans at the end of the day uh-huh. so you can't be like uh, again it's our profession i understand but yeah. again, we're also human so mm-hmm. like when we're already dealt with the same person three times in a row the is acting that way because of some TikTok they saw. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you being so mean to me right now? Why are you treating me like this? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh my God, lady. Like, just listen. You broke the law. I stopped you and this is what's yeah, going and on. And some people are trying to like explain that but it's like they just want to get out of it you know they don't want to yeah they they're like you know they maybe they're, they're the same person that's like oh like you know like there's too much bad like they need to they need to be arresting people need to be dealing out more tickets they can't be allowing for certain things and when they get caught they're like oh like they tried to play the victim like no I, I didn't do anything wrong and everything yeah. like you're the same person that would want that upon others but you don't want that upon yourself one thing i would just wish that people did more with the with the guys out there and even us inside mm-hmm. is understand that again we are freaking human beings do we mm-hmm. all bleed you know it's it you never know what type of day they might have had the day before the call they just had you know it's it, they work the same hour shifts or you know at minimum yeah. those hour shifts you never know when they first walk on we had an incident here you know it's public information but the the high school down the street yes the the girl that mm-hmm. killed herself at yeah. the school right that was at the beginning of someone's shift mm-hmm. so imagine that the beginning of their shift they had to deal with that a little girl what they had to see and then later on they had to go talk to little kids at the playground or you know make regular traffic stops with that same image in their head mm-hmm. you know so i i just ask that people are more cautious when they talk to these officers and they understand like hey we get it when you have mm-hmm. a bad day please understand when we have a bad exactly. day. exactly yeah like or if they come off a certain way and like you know i don't yeah. know they're trying to like let them know about something and then they come off a certain way like they come very strongly understand that like maybe like they again they had come off something like that you yeah. know you don't know what's going on with an officer's day like they might be like super chill like one hour and then like in that hour something bad could have happened and then they had just coming off about it and then you try to have yeah. like that same conversation and you can't because they have yeah. to again like they had just processed something and like they have to like still like process it and like see like you know like kind of come down from it but like sometimes you can't come down from it and they, that's just the way they are for a little bit yeah that's why i don't like when people ask officers like even with me i, I don't like i don't really mind it because i'm just built different i guess in a okay, way yeah but i don't like when people are like what's the scariest thing you've ever done in the jail or what's the scariest thing you've ever gone through in the road dude that's equivalent to me asking you well what's the most traumatizing thing that you wish you would probably just eat your gun for you know it's and then when you ask a question like that they're like oh my bad you know because it's like and that's essentially a conversation for both yeah, of us and that's exactly what you're asking you know it's like mm-hmm. what's the most traumatizing brutal thing that keeps you up at night is what you're asking mm-hmm. so i encourage you not to ask questions like that and please understand that we go through things too and we have bad days as well exactly like, yeah like just because we're in law enforcement doesn't mean that we are experiencing like worse things than what you're experiencing because i'm sure like someone has experienced way worse than i have and i've probably oh, yeah. scraped the well, surface but you yeah. know like but just don't look at it in terms of like um like a, oh like what you experience must be a lot worse than what i experienced no like we all experience bad things we all process things differently it's mm-hmm. just you know it's just the, the 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 realm that we we experience it in. yeah well thank you 
Yeah, I won't take up too much of your time. Of course. And we're having, this is a good episode. This is one of the longest episodes yet. So I hope everyone enjoyed. I hope someone took something. If you learned, if you laughed, um, if you just like Philip at all, (laughs) share the show. That's how we're going to grow. I'm never going to run any ads for the show. I just want this to grow word to mouth. Um, Share this to a deputy you might know, a firefighter you might know, and just show Philip some support. Leave a comment down below and rate the show. Thank you. All right. Yeah, of course. See ya.